You are now listening to the Late to the Party Podcast. Look at us, being all prepared, doing a Monday show. Love it. Oh, boy. I would just like to say that Zach said 8.39 to 9. Originally. We made it, we made it under the gun. We're here by 9. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I, when, I, when I put a time frame in, I always try to shoot for the earliest number, so I did. So when the, I only said 8.30 because uh, I was kind of falling behind schedule. I did not want to disappoint, so got home earlier than expected. I'm disappointed. <laughs> you're more disappointed with me tonight, or are you more disappointed with that shit show of a performance in Ann Arbor over the weekend? Well, oh, man, you guys... You guys ruined college football. You people like you ruined college football. Oh, Michigan, doesn't, Michigan doesn't have a fifty-point victory. All of a sudden, it's a disappointment. You pulled they pulled the same fucking shit in week one since Notre Dame decided to like suck for three weeks, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like Ohio State's not that impressive either. So it's mm. coming from the same crowd. And don't act like you're the the ones like uh, like showcasing it. So what's that? I can't hear you. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, do not fuck with me on this right now. I'm not going through this shit again. <laughs> who, do, who, has the, who has the rundown here? I got everything, dude. I, you want me to lead us in? You can lead us in. All right. Have Let's... some fancy schmancy music. like. Yeah, dude, I was going to ask you about that. Like, what the fuck did you ask me? <laughs> so when I actually edit my... When I edit the show, the snippet is in... Of the music is in 30 seconds. And then when I posted it, it was the whole song. So we're going to have to. This might, right, be the last, this might be the last Skype week. We'll see. Just let me know. Cue me in when you guys are ready to go and I'll start. We're ready. What's up with that WordPress? How's that going? Dude, I got you. Just give me some time. I know. I'm just fucking with you. You just brought it me this afternoon. I literally told you. I said, I'm, I'm going to get you. I'll get this set up. Lead us in, baby. I trust you. All right, guys. Welcome. Late to the Party Podcast. It's Zach, as always, uh, with me, Matt, and Trevor. What's going on, guys? How we doing? We're doing great. Living a dream. I would just like to, to point out that we're on computers and Trevor's just sitting in his room from his galaxy. It's kind of funny. Well, I'm going to actually like vouch for Trevor because the, the whole year I've been on a phone. This is my first episode, actually, trying the uh, laptop because... I thought I was the issue last week when we started the show because this laptop is so goddamn old. I was like, damn it, it's not working. But then we found out it was Trevor that was the problem and not me. Whatever whatever green bullshit text phone he's using. Yeah, they're always going to blame the minority around here. So, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just here kidding. We go. Already, I'm already just starting off to a, a great start. So, no, I mean, it was, a, it was a great weekend of college football again. I mean... We did a lot, obviously, last weekend with the picks. So, I mean, I guess what we can start the show off by just kind of rolling into the rundown. Um, you know, I, I have everything lined up from the Thursday night games to the Sunday night games. So, I guess we'll start with uh, the boring Thursday and Friday games just to start, and then we'll go into the Saturday slate. But um, pretty good week. I mean, there were some upsets, some uh, games we expected. Uh, but, I mean, Thursday night game, I know we brought it up was, well, I guess we'll start with West Virginia and Virginia Tech. Um, I mean, there's not really much really to discuss. Well, kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't think that Virginia Tech or West Virginia are really going to be any school that like does anything big this year. Um, I, Trevor, I know you took Virginia Tech in that game just because the, like the atmosphere was at Lane, 
Um, I really only went with West Virginia just because I kind of trust their quarterback a little bit more. Um, and Virginia Tech seems like they went in the transfer portal, uh, grabbed that quarterback, and they have completely struck out on that. They're not a very good team this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm an idiot for taking that pick. I just think I, I got swept up in the whole, uh, you know, the whole atmosphere, which is kind of overrated. All they do is, it's cool when the crowd sings "Enter Sandman" at the beginning. Other than that, so you go in that stadium. It's not like it used to be. It's not as intimidating. I mean, way too many fucking penalties from uh, Virginia Tech. They had like like 13 penalties with the first three quarters, and I, you know, they go down about 13. I fall asleep. I wake up really, literally the last play of the game, and they lose 33 to 10. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like they were never in that game at all. I just think uh, just not a good year for Virginia Tech. Uh, the new coach is there is off to a rough start. Um, I just think when your best wins against crappy ass balls in college, it's not much to hang your hat on. Uh, it tells me you kind of suck, and that's all I got to say about that. Waste of of, the, of a game for me. I will note one thing, Matt, before you speak. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech, and this is a problem with some other schools in the country, they can't run the fucking football. I mean, they stink on the ground. They ran for 35 yards in this game. I mean, if you look at West Virginia's point totals, they, they have 40, 421 yards, you know, pretty evenly. They ran for a 218 pass, 203. I mean, you're, you're not going to win games rushing for 35 yards. You're not, it's not going to happen. Um, Matt, did you even watch any of this game on Thursday, or are you just more of just like this a crapshoot? Well, you know, I watched some of it, and, uh, you know, I learned that both teams stink. And I hope I have to. Watch, I don't have. To, I hope I don't have to watch either of them ever again. Um, enter the Sandman. I'm trying to think of like a a clever song of what they could enter to, but they definitely don't deserve that anymore. Um, a once proud football franchise, Virginia Tech, I think, is just kind of falling to the times of not being able to keep up with the recruiting and the NIL and all this good stuff. And I don't know. I think they're just going to be another another casualty. And I don't know. They might not be good for a long time, unfortunately. Um. So. I mean, I guess we'll we'll move on to the next game because I really, you know, there's not really much to discuss further than that. But we'll go to the Friday game real quick before we get into Saturday slate. Virginia at Syracuse. Um, I know Matt, you went, you rolled with Virginia uh, just because you weren't totally impressed with Syracuse this year. Um, and uh, me and uh, Trevor also took Syracuse in this game. And listen, I know I've been picking Syracuse this year because you know they they've been getting the job done at home. But no, by no means do I think they're a juggernaut of a team or anything like that. Um, Virginia has no offense. They stink on, on the offensive side. They can't move the football. Um, the problem with Syracuse is they have a closing problem, which is terrible. I mean, this is like the third game in a row where we've had Syracuse up two scores, three scores, and then they let the team back into the game right into the fourth quarter. Um, like I said, Syracuse has Wagner next week, so they're going to go to 6-0. and But then listen to this. This is their next six games. Tell me how many of these games they're going to win. Versus North Carolina State, at Clemson, versus Notre Dame, at Pitt, versus Florida State, at Wake Forest. Yeah, um, small pat on my own back because I said it would be 24 to 20 and the Cubes won 22 to 20. I know. Anyways, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, they have been squeaking by again by, uh, by the hairs on their chin chin chins last uh, few weeks here, especially playing at home. I do like their quarterback still, but eventually water's going to find its level with this team. They've been squeaking by the last couple of weeks against teams that aren't that great. I was, I'm was i disappointed in Brennan Armstrong. I thought he'd be better for Virginia this year. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, I think after the Wagner game, they, they'd be lucky to go 500. All of a sudden, 
the Atlantic Division and the ACC is looking pretty tough between like the Clemsons and the NC States and the Wake Forest. So, you know, it's been a good start for Syracuse, you know, um, very pleasantly surprised by it. But they're they're not a team that inspires a whole lot of confidence. I think they're uh, they'll be eventually making their way down to uh, mediocrity towards the end of the year. Dude, dude, Brennan Armstrong was awful. I mean, he missed so many freaking throws that night. I look at his mm-hmm. stat line, 18 of 38 and 20 incompletions. Yeah. That's fucking mm-hmm. pathetic, man. You're not, you, you, yeah. like, like, you can't do that. I'm surprised because he's a veteran. He had some explosiveness last year. I don't know what's going on with him. Well, I think I was talking to my buddy who went to the University of Virginia. He was actually involved with the uh, strength and conditioning team, I think. Um, and he told me a bunch of uh, guys on the quarterback coordinators and, like, the offensive coordinators have kind of left. And they're, they, 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 it's a whole new system that's in place. I mean, you see how that shit works out. I mean, look at Michael Penix. I mean, he was great in Indiana, and then his coordinator left for a year, and he stunk at Indiana the following year, and now he reunites with them out in Washington, and the dude's on a Heisman tear right now. I think coaching has a lot to do with it, but um, I don't know. Matt, what did, what did you uh, have any thoughts on the Syracuse-Virginia game? Syracuse and Kansas being undefeated, and we're not talking about basketball here. Very strange. Um, I guess Syracuse is the... Uh... The king of the exciting fourth quarter right now. Uh, almost blowing the game and kicking a field goal to go ahead. Um, I mean, they're a surprising team. I guess they're actually kind of fun to watch. But, I mean, after Wagner, they have a uh, a brutal schedule before they have that soft ending against Boston College. So, I mean, I mean, potentially they, they're probably going to be underdogs in all of the games. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. The most six straight games are probably going to be underdogs. So, I mean, we're going to find out. Real quick, um, who Syracuse is? Um, I do think they'll probably uh, come back to earth a little bit. A little bit. I would. I mean, I'd be astounded if they went two and four in that uh, stretch. But I mean, good for Syracuse. They, but they're fun. They're a fun little story right now. But after Wagner, I think that story might be over. Yep, agreed, a hundred percent. I don't really see anything coming uh, much out of that. Um, all right, we'll get right to the Saturday slate. Matt, I want the floor to go right to you because I want to hear your thoughts at the beginning part. You know, Maryland at Michigan. A lot of us had Michigan blowing Maryland off, um, you know, blowing the doors off of Maryland. Um, maybe it's a testament that, you know, Maryland's a pretty uh, good football team, not as bad as we thought they were. Or maybe Michigan has just not been playing anybody, and this was sort of like the first team they played with a pulse. So, I don't know, Matt, what are your thoughts? I want to hear what you have to say about the game. Well, you know, the uh, Rhode Island School of Blind was not available. <laughs> I'm also, <laughs> also going to say this, right? So Michigan didn't lose, so I'm not, let's not act like they lost. Yes, the talent pool they've been playing lately um, hasn't been great, and it's probably nice that they had a nice little uh, landing back to real football schools playing Maryland because, I mean, if they would have played that way against probably a halfway, uh, a little above average team, they probably would have lost. Uh, you know, they have things to clean up. I mean, they're running backs. I mean, they're just looking. It just seems, I mean, it's kind of weird because I do think McCarthy has more talent than McNamara, but it's kind of the old story, uh, the same old story is they're looking to just win with a running game, and I guess that's probably not a bad thing because that's what they're good at. They're good at breaking you down, uh, running down your throat, and then breaking off good runs. So, I mean, if they're going to go on the run they did last year, I think that's how they're going to do it. I do expect more out of McCarthy. I thought he had a little bit more playmaking in him. Again, maybe that's just getting used to playing a, a JV team to a, a, a varsity team after the first three weeks. So, I mean, not not the best game I've ever seen, but I'm happy to see them get the win. How about that? 
I think that score was a little deceiving too. Cause like, I know it looks like they won by a touchdown, but I mean, they basically were up two scores and that last touchdown was kind of a garbage time TD by Maryland. I don't know. Trevor, did you catch any of that game? Um, yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to put too much stock into panicking on this situation. I think as long as Michigan continues to be an elite running program, they'll be fine. They'll be favoring just about every game. Uh, Blake Corm's still Blake Corm, just an amazing running back. So, um, you know, conference play, you know, it's always going to step up considering, you know, playing schools like RISD and the BCC, you know, actually had to play a Big Ten team. So obviously they're going to Got to be a little bit stuff up in competition, but I, if I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan, I'm not panicking at all after that. You know, you got your one and all in the conference. Just go, you can still run the ball down just about everybody's throat and take it from there. I'm so I know Matt's probably going to be mad at me, but I do have a, a couple concerns with Michigan, and it's not has nothing to do with like like great panic on their end because I think Blake Corm is a very very special running back, and he basically won them the game on Saturday. And McCarthy's mobile, a dual threat option that's going to help them get first downs. I think one thing that saved Michigan is that McCarthy looked like he was faster than most of Maryland's defensive ends because there are many a times that the pass protection on McCarthy was terrible on Michigan's end. And, mm. and uh, JJ was running for his life most of the game and he was evading a lot of pressure. He was making plays out of nothing and getting the first down marker. But that kind of scares me a little bit because, you know, if Michigan's wide receivers mm. – you know, for the most part on Saturday, it didn't look like they were getting good separations from Maryland's defensive backs, which kind of felt like uh, put them in a tough situation. So that's the one thing that concerns me a little bit about Michigan because it's like their run game is very good. So, you know, if they have a game where they're up and you're going to have to be playing on the, on the behind against them, they're going to run the clock down. They're going to have a really good run attack, and it's going to be very, very tough to beat them. Um, but, you know, Maryland basically gave them – those free seven points, opening kickoff, they fucking muffed the kickoff and Michigan scored within three seconds of the opening part of the game. So it's like, you know, if that doesn't happen, you know, are we looking at a different game? I'm not going to be the one to complain about the refs, but Michigan got away with an interception in that game too. Um, Tagovailoa threw a pick that clearly hit the ground. The refs didn't even bother to review it. And then I think Michigan went down and scored a touchdown after that. So, you know, you know, football is a tr tricky game. It's weird. I do think, Anybody that opens up their their season playing teams, and it's happened to Ohio State before in the past, where they've opened up against not so great of opponents, and then you go right into Big Ten play, and then you just get punched in the mouth, and you know teams ready to play you. I think Michigan's gonna be fine. Um, you know they're gonna go on the road this week at Iowa. We already know we've already talked about Iowa. You know despite them, they you know they still won last week, and you know they still get good recruits. So we'll see. Um, but I mean, you're, I agree with you, Trevor, and I also agree with you, Matt. It wasn't the greatest game. I'm not going to panic yet on Michigan, but there's definitely things they need to work on, obviously, and passing is one of them. They need to kind of get a little bit better with um, McCarthy's throwing ability. So. But it was strange that they didn't uh, review that interception. I was confused. Very confused. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not going to get all of them. I get it. But, I mean, I, actually, I think I, looking back on it now, I don't think Michigan even scored any points off of it, so it was kind of uh, irrelevant. But, um, man, Maryland really did give Michigan – plenty of to work with by fucking up on the kickoff mm. not a way you want to start the game if you're looking to upset somebody that's for sure right so um trevor i do you want to start off with this one because uh we did clemson wake forest you picked wake forest obviously in the upset that game could have gone either way on saturday um it was i mean it was probably one of the best games of the weekend um i thought wake forest had it i think they should have won i think they blew it i don't know what are, what are, what are your thoughts um, you know, 
people saying they got too conservative that last drive. I understand what Sam Harmon was doing. He's going up and down on that inexperienced Clemson secondary all day. And I was expecting great things from him in that game, and I got him. Um, but, you know, it's a four-minute situation. I could see what they were doing. I could see Dave Kloss was trying to run the ball, take as much time off the clock as he could. He couldn't give the ball back to DJ in that situation. He, he just had a coming out party, like woke Dude, up finally. I've talked so much – before you can do I've talked so much shit about DJ this year. This was the best game he's had since the Notre Dame game two years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, it's like he broke out of like a two-year stupor over here and like finally got his shit together. And um, Beautiful throw. Like, Beautiful. Yeah. I think after you said in the text, like, how the hell is this guy the top-ranked quarterback? He just, like, totally went off. And, um, Dude, I mean, I swear they're listening to our fucking podcast. That's <laughs> the same goddamn damn thing about Bo Nix. And then, lo and behold, Oregon goes on a fucking run, too. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. So, obviously, this was a game where, you know, Clemson usually has great defense, but that secondary is a weakness right now. And uh, they got picked apart, and they, need, they were in a shootout. They needed DJ to respond, and, man, he came through with flying colors. And if you're – Clemson fan now you're feeling a lot better about your team than you were you know you were feeling good about them having to get to Wake Forest but after gunning out a, a shootout like that where it could have gone either way you're just happy to take the win you move on you're feeling good about your team um, I don't hate that they try to settle for that last pos- possession Wake Forest and regulation just kind of you know unfortunately they Brian Breach just in honor of his sister just played unbelievable so um you know um Clemson I think I'm back on that bandwagon all of a sudden I thought they had been a down program compared to their standards, but you know, show me something. All of a sudden, that ACC Atlantic, like I talked about before, is gonna it's gonna be a very very competitive race now. And I think Clemson is the the leader in the clubhouse, but there's some quality teams on that division. Tell you, Zach. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, me watching me watching the game, I thought Sam Hartman was great. Um, I mean, dude, he threw. He only missed nine passes, and he threw for six touchdowns. And we already knew that about him going into the season. I'm really disappointed in Wake Forest's clock management at the end of that game, like you said, Trevor. I mean, that was fucking pathetic. I was like, I'm like, we're at like midfield, and you know, it seemed like they had a little bit of momentum going down the field, and they just could not figure it out. They kept, just kept getting backed up by Clemson, but you know, I'm gonna give credit to where it's due. Clemson obviously played hard at the end of the game, and you know, they they deserved to win it in overtime. Um, but man, you know, that third quarter, you see Wake Forest scoring three touchdowns. You're like, man, they're going to pull this off. And, uh, you know, Clemson just hung around and, and, and stuck around. I, I'm not, I, I, there's really nothing bad for me to say about either one of these teams. I mean, Clemson, I was down and out on because we knew their defense was good. Um, it was all a testament about the offense. I mean, but the, they, they, they threw, DJ threw for over 370 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. He didn't have one of those dumb games where he had like a lot, he was, he, he seemed like he was taking more chances and was playing more confident because the thing we've been watching with DJ is this, he gets hesitant and then he panics and he doesn't want to throw down the field. It, it was all this, something mentally was not right. And it seemed like in this game, you know, he hit a couple throws early and then like the juice kind of got flowing. He's like, I'm confident. I can throw on these guys. I can beat these guys. And that's scary going forward for us to college football at Clemson, because what was Clemson's identity was, yeah, they got a really good defense, but can they move it offensively? And now you're seeing that, like, if they, if this Clemson team shows up for the rest of the ACC play, I wouldn't be surprised if they run the table, if not lose one game. They could be 11 and 1, 12 and 0 team going into the ACC final. I know they got a bunch of tough games, but you know this is kind of what we were expecting DJ Uilangale to be when he got to Clemson. So, um, but yeah, I still think that Wake Forest should have won the game. They, they blew it. So for me, I didn't I didn't really I didn't catch the whole game unfortunately, but I did catch the end of it in um 
in overtime. And I definitely think Clemson deserves credit for taking the game from Wake Forest. Because as you see, like Wake Forest scored on their opening overtime drive, all the momentum. Uh, next thing you know, Clemson scores a 21-yard t- uh, touchdown pass. Clemson gets the ball back, another 21-yard touchdown pass. Then they stop Wake Forest right away. I mean, that's just what good teams do. They find a team, uh, find a way to win. And if that's the Clemson team that's going to show up for the rest of the year, I mean, don't be surprised if they're in the playoffs. Yep. Agree, agree completely. Um, so, all right, next game. We have Baylor, Iowa State. Um, I mean, most of us have been pretty, like, down and out on Iowa State. I do know that, uh, Matt, you went for the upset pick in this one, which, you know, rightfully so because Baylor, you know, they had that game at BYU where we weren't really sure what their identity was. But the last couple of weeks, you know, they played pretty well, even though they haven't really played anybody. Um, I don't know. Baylor's a tough team to figure out. One of my things I do want to talk about, and I'm going to bring it up later on the show, is the Big 12 is pretty damn good this year. There's not a single bad team in the Big 12. I mean, they're not – and the weird thing is, is I don't think there's a team in the Big 12 that can, like, compete for a playoff spot. But collectively, from top to bottom, we look at that conference and we're like, all right, who's the worst team in the Big 12 this year? Kansas? They're fucking 4-0. So, I mean, like, I'm looking at the rest of these teams, and it's like every single game that one of these teams are going to play in this year, the Big 12 play, is going to be tough. And it's going to be, like, interesting to see how it goes. So, you know, Iowa State playing a close, like, losing by a touchdown – I still think, you know, them being favored was a little weird. I still think Baylor should have been, you know, the favorites in that one. But I don't know. I, that's not my thought. I think the Big 12 is a lot Baylor better. Baylor had like a – I mean, I watched some of that game. They had a 31-14 to 14 lead at one point, pretty commanding. They let Iowa get, score 10 points towards oh, the so end. Like, to make, like garbage time points? Yeah, to make it a little closer. Um, I will say the Big 12 has some fun football. They yeah. really do. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but that Kansas State – Oklahoma game was like must-watch TV. Um, and I will say, I mean, it's a good conference to watch. You got Kansas State, Baylor. I mean, Kansas is 4-0. You got Oklahoma State. Um, I mean, Oklahoma's in there. I mean, Texas is uh, – we like Dang. to laugh at them. With yeah, but they're banged up. They're banged up. They got a lot of injuries too, so. I mean, that is just a fun conference to watch. Like you said, nobody from that conference is going to end up in the playoff. But, I mean, so I'll watch a big, good Big 12 football game any weekend. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. It's looking like a legitimate four-team race right now on the conference, and I really don't know who's the leader. I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and K-State even. I'll throw them in the conversation. Um, throw TCU in there, too. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely been interesting so far. I think that's going to be a, a fun year. It is an underrated conference. And, um, you know, Baylor took care of business. We'll see what happens going forward. But, you know, it's tough to, tough to get a grasp on who's going to be the leader right now. And I'm just going to cut you off, Zach. This is a – Perfect transition into that beautiful Kansas State-Oklahoma game. That game was great. And all I want to know is, Adrian Martinez, where have you been my whole life, baby? Because the Adrian Martinez you saw against Oklahoma, I don't think you've ever seen a quarterback that good at Nebraska. And it's kind of of sad. Maybe he was just never used correctly. But he looked like a force running, running the ball, throwing the ball. And I was like... Who the hell is this guy? And I'm just, I, it was great. It was just a great, it was a great watch. He couldn't be stopped. And man, I'm looking forward to watching me some Adrian Martinez going going forward the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be extra painful for, for Nebraska fans watching that. That should have been Martinez doing that and Nebraska. And there's just, uh, 
I'll get it to my buy sell later, but that's just an example. But you got to develop these quarterbacks. If you're not doing that this level, we forget we all know the pros and that's understood. But it's just as important in college. If you're not developing that quarterback, you really don't have a you don't have a shot. And uh, kudos to K State for getting this guy. He was down on his luck, and they've turned him into the player that a lot of us thought he was going to be when he got to Lincoln. So um, yeah, I mean. I'm definitely uh, kind of all in right now in Cape State. What they're doing is a fun team to watch. I wanted to pull this stat up real quick. Um, it's a little unfortunate that they, well, you're pulling it up. It's a little unfortunate that they lost to Tulane the week before because they would be a fun little 4-0 four, four story. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we can get into it after Zach pulls up his stat. But is this going to be like the new trend? Like you're finding out at Washington, you're finding out at Kansas State, like people are going to be looking for those like, fifth-year seniors graduate transfers to, like, lead their team for, for like, a, an extra year. It's interesting. I want to get the number down exactly, but I'm pretty sure I read on Twitter that Kansas State has seven top ten wins of all, all time, maybe a little bit more. I think it's seven. Three of them have been Oklahoma since 2014. They own that fucking team. They're, um, I think they won four of the last six against them, which is kind of crazy. And they've been when Oklahoma's been in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I, I don't, I like, like, like I said, you know, Bill Schneider back in the day, like he was never really a bad coach for Kansas State, and you know, like there were always some years, like there were some years, you know, Kansas State surprised everybody. Mm-hmm. Even then, now you're looking at um, Coach, uh, is it uh, Kilman? Chris Kilman? Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, it's just disappointing to me with Kansas State because I, I, I was ready to fucking sell them last week because, and they lost to a decent de- Tulane team. Tulane's a lot better than what they, like, play in their conference. But, like, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me that, you know, Kansas State, they throttle an SEC team in Missouri, then they fucking lose by a touchdown to Tulane, and then they beat a top-10 team in Oklahoma. So it's like, you know... I'm excited to see what the rest of the Big 12 season looks like, but you know I need a little bit more consistency from Kansas State. Like Blake, uh, I mean, um, Adrian Martinez. Like, uh, what the fuck, dude? Like, where, where's that been? Like, dude, if you're consistently playing like that, I mean, Kansas State is gonna, they're gonna have a good chance of ending up in Dallas for the Big 12 championship game. So, um, I'm not gonna really. Ma- I, I guess we make this a little bit more Oklahoma too, because of course, for the fucking second week in a row, as soon as I buy a team, they completely just. <laughs> punch me in the throat and just like make me want to sell them again um you know i just think oklahoma you know they they it being with a new coach and brent venables i mean i i i said everything last week about how the defense is playing a lot better but i think this just says more about fucking nebraska man how fucking bad that team mm-hmm. is. i mean I they think, look like they yeah. look like they were an nfl team against them the week before and then they just they basically you know snap back to reality against the wildcats yeah, the lesson of the story here, don't buy any stock in any team that runs over Nebraska like um, Oklahoma did. needs nothing. So let's right. stop taking the cheese on that. Typical, um, typical Oklahoma, right? Just losing a random game every year. Not like, I mean, I want to give a lot of stand, uh, like credit to Kansas State and Adrian Martinez, but, man, this happens every year to Oklahoma, and it's, it just is what it is. Well, I guess we'll segue this right into the next one because I guess we're jumping around a little bit because everyone in Oklahoma was about to point the finger at USC because they all thought they were going to lose out in Corvallis that night. Um, USC and Oregon State, um, I mean, USC to me the entire year has been a team that 
um, you know, relied heavily on the offense and the defensive side wasn't really in there. I know a lot of people were pointing the blame, being like, oh, Lincoln Riley's, um, he did this to us. Like Oklahoma's trying to still point the finger at Lincoln Riley for the less, for the, for the mess that he left behind and kind of not giving um, too much of the blame on Brent Venables. But this that's been an Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma problem for years. Um, but this whole thing with the USC thing, I mean, it's fucking hard winning in Corvallis. Teams that have gone in there, it's top break teams. Oregon State's not a bad football team either. They probably should have won. I mean, they screwed up and they let USC score at the end, and then they threw the stupid pick at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys stayed up and watched that, but um, I just think that if you, USC, as bad as it may have looked on paper, 17-14, to 14, showed that their defense is still capable of, you know, keeping them in a game, in a low-scoring game. So I still think that's something to take, you know, like, you know, take it as you will with a USC. I mean, it wasn't like they got throttled and they couldn't do anything offensively, so. The whole thing with USC and, like, Oklahoma, like, I would love to sit here and give Lincoln Riley a whole bunch of shit, but that's just, like, college football now. And honestly, like, the transfer portal is, like, like over the offseason, I was kind of just like, this is stupid. But now I'm kind of like, it's kind of fun because you're watching all these teams and you'd be like, oh, shit, like, they have that guy who was on, like, Georgia last year. They have that guy, like, Adrian Martinez. He was in Nebraska the last four years. It's just, like, kind of adds, like, a different element. I mean, I know Oklahoma get just, I mean, get with the get with the program. I mean, that's this is what college football is now. I mean, if you want to be mad at Lincoln Riley, like, whatever. I mean, he didn't make uh, your quarterback leave. He didn't make your best wide receiver leave. It is. I mean, they did it on their own. Like, it is what it is. And I'm actually, like, happy to see – USC pull that game out like that's a tough place to play um but I mean if they're gonna lose a game I want I want to see them like on like more of a national stage like against a uh like a Notre, Notre Dame, Dame or like a playoff game or something so I want like I want to see good teams with good stories like make it to the end I don't want to see them losing like random like 10 30 games on that like nobody's watching I want to see them I mean national televised game get exposed and I'm, I'm glad to see they pulled it out Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought USC would roll easily in this game, so I got to give credit to Oregon State for almost getting it done. Corvallis is a tough place to play, and they proved it again, so definitely give them credit. I think the Pac-12 is head and shoulders better this year than it was last year. I mean, 100%. You've got, yeah, you got USC top 10, they're back. Um, you've got you know Utah and o- o- Oregon turning their seasons back on track. They were at the ship after week one. Um, even the middle class. Can we can we just say though that UCLA is probably the fakest four and O team ever? The oh, worst four and O team of all time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But um, but even the middle class, like you know Washington State, I know they blew a big lead, but they're competitive. Washington's competitive this year. Um, you know Pac-12 is definitely uh compared to what they've been. You know it's a uh, definitely a step in the right direction for that that conference who badly needs some good publicity here. Um, yeah. So I don't know where you guys want to transition next to the, one of these games after that. I guess we'll go. I wanted to touch briefly back on it because we were talking about Kansas State earlier. Kansas wins again. Like I said, Kansas can score points. I mean, d- despite what happens to Kansas this year and what they say, they might finish the fucking season five and seven or six and six. The fact that they're four and zero is unreal to me. I mean, that's that's a win in itself. And and I know we've been, me especially, I've been like you know dick riding Lance Leopold all year. But I'm just saying the guy has done an unbelievable job. I mean, Kansas quarterback looks amazing. I mean, they're, they're freaking, they can score points. And I think that, you know, especially like they've adapted now to like this big 12 style of football that, you know, 
you know, they were the victim of being the team that would lose 55 to nothing or 65 to nothing. And now they're the ones putting up 42 points like per game. You know, Duke's not a bad football team this year. That's a good win for Kansas. Um, you know, Kansas schedule gets a little more difficult from here on out. Um, but you know, they get, I, they, I, I'm pretty sure they welcome Iowa state next week. Um, in Kansas, they had a sellout crowd in Kansas this past weekend too, which is something that hasn't happened. God knows how long. So, I mean, I'm, I'm loving what's going on with Kansas. I'm la- I'm happy they're not a freaking laughing stock anymore. So. Yeah. I think this is the first time they've had four wins and <laughs> well, the first time they had three wins since Oh nine. So four wins is like amazing for them. And, um, they got a coach. They got a quarterback. That quarterback looks amazing. He was so uh, under recruited. Obviously, it's crazy. But um, name, um it's uh, Jalen Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I think Kansas was the only Power Five school to even recruit him. So kudos to for them for seeing something in him. And you got a coach. You got a quarterback. You always have a chance when you have that combination. So yeah, kudos to them. You know, I don't think the. I don't think they'll have too many more wins this year, but considering where they've been, the dregs of college football last decade, it's, uh, you know, definitely uh, refreshing to see them uh, turning this around big time. I mean, it's crazy to watch uh, a 3-0 Duke team versus a 3-0 Kansas team in college football, but I mean, it's a cool story. It's uh, nice to see Kansas be good. I mean, I mean, I don't know. We've grown, I mean, our whole life, they've been the team that, they lose sixty-three to nothing every time they play anybody good. So it's uh, nice that, that 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 doesn't happen anymore. I mean, I think they play well Iowa State, and they got some Iowa State somebody that in Oklahoma. So I mean, they're gonna get tested here pretty quickly, and I mean, we'll see. And it's kind of a crazy out there. I mean, they beat in what West Virginia, Houston, um, and then Duke. I'm surprised they're not ranked, but it is what it is. We'll find out soon how good they are. And I mean, hey, they're a good watch again. Like I said, the whole Big Twelve is just fun. Full of a bunch of teams that you want to watch. So I think we've touched a bit, a, a bunch on the Big Twelve. So um, I'm going to skip around a little bit here just so we can get some bigger top game, uh, top games that we had from the weekend. I mean, I think we got to talk about Florida and Tennessee as well. I oh, mean, what a was, game! That was that was, a, that was an awesome game. I mean, we all had Tennessee to beat Florida. Um, I, I will just say this real quick, and the floor is yours. Uh, use uh, after this, guys. Um, Tennessee, to me, they have the talent to beat some of the top-tier teams in the SEC. The problem that kind of scares me with Tennessee right now is they're kind of sloppy with the football. They had a couple stupid turnovers in that game that really kind of, like, kept Florida around. And I'll give Florida credit. I mean, they played pretty damn well. Anthony Richardson was a lot better this week. Um, I just think uh, talent-wise, Tennessee has more players that can do more on the offensive side. Um, Man... They're playing somebody this weekend. I forgot who it – oh, no, they're – so Tennessee's on a bye this week. Then they're going to LSU next week. For the love of fucking God, just go <laughs> to Death Valley. Don't fuck this up, Tennessee, because Alabama's going to Knoxville the week after. Give us college football fans something to look forward to. Do not fuck this up. If Brian Kelly beats Tennessee, I'm jumping on the Brian Kelly hate train. I do not want to see LSU win this game. Mm. Well, I wanted a classic from UT in Florida, and the football gods delivered classic. Um, I think, you know, we look at UCF, man. <laughs> I think they, Nebraska should have hired a Scott Frost's uh, successor, Josh Heupel, man. That guy, coach, done a great job of developing this program. He's got himself a quarterback. That offense can, uh, I think that can, offense can hang with a lot of teams in this country. So, um, 
interesting to see. I I do want to give kudos for Tennessee. I mean, to Florida hanging around a little bit. Kind of a mind blowing stat. I think last week was the first week uh, that was the first their first passing touchdown all year, which kind of blows my mind. How you can be so many games into the year and not have a passing touchdown. But Richardson played okay. You know, it was a, it came down to the wire. I think Tennessee fans. I think we all held our breath at the end, like, oh no, when they recover that onside kick, they had a chance. So uh, in that last second, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Zach. I just want after years of getting their freaking doors blown off by Bama. I just want them. I just want them to be a little competitive, right? I want them. You know, yeah, I'd like to see them go. Seven. My yeah, first I mean, year high school. That's the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. I mean, forget beat them. They haven't been competitive in a decade. So it. Yeah. It's a. It's going to be a major test coming up. Obviously, that's life in the SEC. But uh, for now, I never thought I'd say this, but uh, I'm kind of I'm digging what Tennessee's doing right now. Never thought I'd say that. Hendon Hooker looked amazing. Yeah, he mm-hmm. had a great fucking game. Yeah, they found they definitely found a quarterback. So, Matt, you watch that game? I do. Of course, I watched the game. Honestly, the craziest stat to me was that fucking Hendon uh, Hooker is fucking twenty four years old. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, he's not Brandon Whedon age, so I mean, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, tennis. So, all right. Obviously, I know these are like two totally different things, but I, Tennessee resurgence right now kind of reminds me of like. Um, when Franklin went to uh, Penn State after that, all that shit happened and kind of took Penn State out of the dark ages. Like, it's good to see. I mean, Tennessee had a little bit of controversy there. It's good to see Tennessee good. They're just a fun team to watch. Like, that freaking stadium in orange and uh, orange and white like it was is just, like, such a cool scene. But, man. They, a lot of credit, man. He's doing a great job with the if team. they blow it against LSU, I'm canceling the podcast. We are canceling. Low pot. Nah, I'm just going out here. Really. But um, I might not show up. I'm so, I, I'm serious. It was a if good. They was just, fucking lose to LSU. I am gonna be so pissed. I do think Tennessee did take control of that game though. They're up 31 to 21 at one point, and then they kind of let the foot off the gas. Like I understand they can't they can't really do that going forward, but I do think they kind of took control of the game into the into the second half. Um, great game. The t- team's good. They have they're vibing right now. It kind of almost kind of sucks that they have a bye week, but um, let's go. It feels like '98, baby. No, I think it's good that they have a bye week so that they can prepare themselves and not fucking overlook LSU. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Hopefully, they get the uh, Massachusetts version of Brian Kelly. All right, I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. I wore my Friendly Sons of St. Patrick uh, shirt today because I was the only one on this fucking podcast that still believed in Notre Dame. And that's why I picked them to win at North Carolina this past week. It was an absolute bloodbath. North Carolina stinks. They didn't play anyone all year. I was never buying them. When you allow 42 points in a single quarter to Appalachian State, you are not going to tell me that you're a good football team. I mean, can we – one more thing before you guys go into this. Do you know where the defensive coordinator for North Carolina is? Yeah, I just found out the other day. Gene Chizik, man, a fall <laughs> from fucking grace. Went mm. to the national championship, and everywhere he goes, he just stinks the joint up now. North Carolina's defense is bad. Bad. I mean, they made, North, they made Notre Dame's offense look like OSU's. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just going to say I'm the only one in here that's not a Notre Dame fan. And I, I wasn't the one <laughs> who was ready to fire the coach after the first game, so... I would just like to say that. Uh, I mean, all right, good for like I said, Notre Dame is good for college football when they're a good team. 
So it's good to see them kind of look like they're getting it together. Yes, I picked UNC. That's just because I didn't believe Notre Dame could score more than 20 points in the believe. game. Believe. Um, but, I mean, after this game, you're really going to get tested. you got, what, BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Clemson. They have a nice little gauntlet of games coming up. Those are four games so that I'm Notre Dame can win. Those are four look- games that they can win. I am looking forward to the future, the future, um, the future podcast because it's a win-win situation. Because either Trevor's going to pull his hair out, or he's going to have to take his take his uh, week one take back of firing Marcus Freeman. So either way, as a non-Notre Dame fan, it's a win-win situation for me. Um, it's good to see the quarterback from Connecticut looks like he actually deserves to play Division One football. Um, I don't want to talk to Trevor about that right now because I'm so fucking mad at him about this whole situation. I'm, I'm going to save my comments for later because you brainwashed me and look like a complete dumbass. We'll get to that debacle in a, in momentarily. Trevor, but the floor is, I, Trevor, the floor is you yours. quarterback in Connecticut. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Um, all I'm going to say is how freaking bad are, is North Carolina to make Notre Dame look like a competent offense. They got almost six. 600 yards of total offense. They had almost 300 yards rushing, almost 300 yards passing. I mean, it's easy for Drew Biden to get his feet wet when he's throwing the ball down the field to wide open guys. They had so many fucking breakdowns defensively. You've got guys, you have like back-to-back unsportsmanlike conduct penalties towards the end. you got guys yelling at each other on the sidelines like, holy shit. What a train wreck that fucking North Carolina defense is. Before you go on, I was cackling. Like dying laughing when it was like what thirty one to fourteen, and then North North Carolina fumbled on like their own twenty yard line. Yeah. I was sitting there, I'm like, this is something that would happen in Madden right here. <laughs> yeah, that was, and then it just it was crazy, and then it just well, good for Notre Dame finally looking competent, finally realizing, oh, we got an offensive line, let's run the ball. We got three quality running backs, let's, let's run the ball down to people's throats. So I said that has to be the formula to dig their way out of the shithole they were in. Now they're slightly out of the shithole. They're two and two. So we'll see if they can keep it going. But holy crap, North Carolina, you suck. You're a freaking god, god awful. Like that whole, like, that's another team. Like, who was who the bigger frauds, right? UCLA or North Carolina with their records, right? I think it's UNC. I, I still think North Carolina would beat UCLA. I think UCLA is so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But anyway, so you're right. But I, I do love the comparison because it's it's like, it's warranted. It's like it's unbelievable how these. It, it, watching that game, it was you like it was hard to believe that North Carolina went three games before that in a row. Yeah, exactly. Should I do the segue into the next game before Zach pops uh, pops a blood vessel? <laughs> We're sticking in the ACC. I'm assuming. Go for it. Go for it. What do you got? Ah, <laughs> uh, so the Miami Texas A and M game. First, I want to say fuck you, Texas A and M, because you guys. Are actually a good football team. You are. No, they're not. You have, no, no, you have to admit not. they're a decent football team. Yes, they no, are. No, they're fucking not. They should not have lost to App State. They should not have lost to App State. Dude, you need- they have no offense. They're not a fucking good team. A and M has so many. Can problems. you stop going? Can you just calm your ass down over there? Because uh, your take is terrible. No, it's not. They're first not all, a good team. First of all, Zach uh, Trevor's the one who said that Miami was going to the playoffs. I texted A and M last weekend. They're not a good football team. What's that? I said I picked AM to win last weekend. They're not a good fucking football. The only good thing about the Miami, the uh the Miami Middle Tennessee game is uh Jake Garcia from Titletown High on Netflix. Great show, by the way. He was on that, so I'm hoping he gets the uh starting job now over 
what's his name? Tyler Van Dick or whatever you call him. Yeah. That guy, that guy stinks. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. That was a, that was a, they got blown out by a bad team. What was that? Like a, a 99 yard touchdown play. Like, Oh, and they had a 71 yard touchdown, a 55 yard touchdown and a 48 yard touchdown. I'm just, you know what? I just want to hear Trevor explain to us why he picked Miami as a playoff team. He, before he starts this, before you say anything to Trevor, <laughs> explain to me why you tried to convince me that Tyler Van Dyke was a good football name. Oh, I'm going to defend it. His name alone is bad enough that Miami's putting him in the fucking starting position. I, like, I, and look at my face. My face is turning red right now because I was so There's stupid. the blood vessel. I was so stupid to believe this. I, I it's like I, I I feel like I I feel like I joined a cult and the cult told me to put all my money to the cult and I lost everything and now I'm just sitting on the sideline, I mean the side of the street homeless. I don't know what to, I, I I my brain's in a pretzel right now. You do look a little homeless with that white shirt you're wearing. No, I'm just <laughs> old school, old school from the 70s, baby. <laughs> Trevor, I mean you got have a lot of explaining to do here, baby. Maybe I fell for the allure of the uh, the sexy name, like the three names with the van in the middle, like uh, Scott Van Pell, Alex Van Pell, Tyler Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke. He'll be, right? he'll be living in a van soon. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Down by the river, right? No doubt. But I'm not blaming him. You know whose fault this is? His fucking head coach. Mario Cristobal handcuffs quarterbacks. This guy was averaging 320 yards a game last year. He's down to 200 to begin his career with this guy, with this schmuck. And guess what? You ever heard of a guy named Justin Herbert? The guy was apparently the next Dan Marino, elite of the elite in the NFL. What the hell did that guy ever do under Mario Cristobal at Oregon? He had one good game in the Rose Bowl. Can't you say Mario Cristobal handcuffed the shit out of an elite quarterback? Can we say Mario Cristobal is killing elite quarterbacks? It could be, but so guess what? what? You want your boy in here, this Garcia kid. Look out. If I'm him, I'm, I'm running for the hills. I'm hitting the transfer portal faster you can say the U's never back. Somebody had a non-quote this weekend I saw on a – I forget who it was, but somebody said, like, who the hell – if you're a five-star quarterback, who the hell want to go to Miami right now? They can't develop quarterbacks. They kill quarterbacks. And until the narrative changes, I'm hammering Mario Cristobal on this because it's now become a pattern. There's another pattern, too. With another coach from Miami, the offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis from Michigan. Mm-hmm. He stinks. <laughs> he stinks. Michigan was terrible when Gaddis was there. Yeah, I mean, no coincidence when he left, all of a sudden Michigan takes off, right? No coincidence, I don't think. So uh, I'm not blaming my boy, Tyler Van Dyke. If you hear me, my man, I still love you. It's not your fault. Pick your head up, hit the transfer portal. Save yourself. Get off the sinking ship that is the Miami Hurricanes. My worst take ever. Fine, I'll take it. Worst take of all time because I did not realize that this coach was going to handcuff his starting quarterback. Damn, that was electric. Love that. Rant over. Where's the towel? Holly fucking Lulia. Where's the towel? (laughs) I love the Chevy Chase uh, Christmas vacation reference right there. Um, Hell yeah. All right. I. Trevor, are you drinking bleach over there? <laughs> I should be after that. My, uh, my answer to the playoffs. Week, week four has got us all riled up. I've skipped through a couple other games here. I don't know. We, I, I, can I just do a quick little segment here where we spend the Let's next go. minute talking? Fire, fire away. All right, so we're going to spend less than five seconds on each one of these games. 
Uh, Trevor uh, abstained from picking UMass Temple. There's nothing really to talk about here. UMass stinks. Temple's okay. Temple won 28-0. Any words, guys? No. Nope. I'm just glad that Trevor can now watch uh, UMass Amherst or whatever with his new ESPN package. Awesome. I give free ESPN Plus, baby. I can watch all the crappy football now I want. We talked a lot about the Big 12, uh, Texas and Texas Tech. Um, I picked Texas to win as well as Matt did too. Uh, Trevor was the only one that picked Texas Tech at home in Lubbock. We know we know weird things happen in Lubbock. Texas banged up. We know it's tough to play there. Um, I don't know. I think the big, we, we already talked a lot about the Big 12. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about those games. I mean, I feel like Sarkeesian right now, he does a good job with the game prep. But then in the games, like especially in the fourth quarter, he's just like getting out coach. He's not making adjustments. I think that's showing. So he has to fix that if he wants to get Texas back on the right track here. At what point is he on the hot seat? I don't think because he landed uh, he landed Manning. I think that saves him a lot. Yeah, I forgot about Manning. Never mind. Uh, yeah, he's, he's Quinn, good for the next look pretty good, too. So, I mean, like, I, I think if Quinn – watch Quinn Ewers. They're saying he might come back for the Oklahoma game. If they beat Oklahoma, Sark's not going anywhere. Um, all right, another game. Uh, so, we were pretty – except Matt. You picked Indiana in this game. I don't know why. Um, me, me and Trevor picked uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's okay. I just don't think Indiana's very good. Um, Indiana can't run the football. Cincinnati can't run the football. Um, uh, what was it? There was another. There was another team we were talking about, the American, other than Cincinnati, that was looking pretty damn good. That we were going to pick as our favorite. Are we? Are we going back on Cincinnati for that or no? I don't think so. I'm going to say it. Cincinnati proving their head and shoulders above the conference. Still, I think they're. I'll be shocked if they lose the conference this year. I thought there was another team in there that was in the American that I'm going to go look that up real quick. No, I think Houston had a lot of promise, but they've kind of. Oh, they did, but they've, they've shit the bed. Like, they're sinking ship now. Yeah. But right now, Memphis is 3-1, and one, same as Cincinnati. I, I, yeah. Tulane's not bad. Yeah. Tulane Tulane's and, respectable. Yeah. Tulane and Memphis could give some problems to Cincinnati, but other than that, I mean, that's. And, and Tulsa is another team, which we'll talk real quickly on because they played Old Miss. I already said this. Tulsa puts up a shitload of points on offense. They only lost by a score to Ole Miss. They're not that bad. They just don't have a defense. That's the problem with them. But they can score points. So I think that, you know, they'll probably win, you know, nine games, maybe eight games or so in the American. Who knows? Um, any other thoughts on that game? Uh, no. Move okay. on. Cool. Uh, James Madison, App State. That was kind of a crapshoot game. I do want to bring up one thing. App State. You know, they've been a subject of a lot of wild games this year. They were up 20-3 to three over James Madison. And James Madison came back in the second half and won. Um, mm. James Madison's undefeated still. One of the few remaining undefeated teams. Anything else on that? They probably started to feel themselves a little too uh, a little too much, and it bit them in the ass. Yeah, I'm kind of off their bandwagon a little bit. Took a Hail Mary two weeks ago in college game. They was there. They saved that game out of their ass. Blew a 28-3 to three lead. That's, that's sad. Um... I do like their quarterback, Chase Bryce, but, you know, it is maybe Sunbelt, Funbelt. James Madison's strong. They got a few strong teams in that conference, so it's not, you know, it's going to be an interesting race going forward, but I'm kind of kind of not feeling up to anymore. Like you say, they were kind of feeling themselves a little bit too much. Maybe they let the press get to their heads, and you got to take care of business. That's a, that's a horrible look, blowing a 28-3 lead, as we know. Yep. All right, so two, two quick games here before we get into our final uh, game, the review, which is going to be a good segue. Um, Iowa at Rutgers, man, fuck Rutgers, dude. I thought for sure that they were going to 
beat Iowa. Apparently not. Rutgers is back to their own crappy self. Matt was the only one to pick Iowa right in this one. I don't think we feel strongly about any of these fucking teams anyways. Um, I just wrote for my notes that Rutgers fucking joke. I'm so sick of their shit. I feel bad for the viewers who had to actually watch that game. Do crappy offenses. Horrible fucking game. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Iowa, not good. Rutgers, really bad. That's all I really got. And then the next one one we had, um, Wisconsin at Ohio State. I think we all pretty much came into the game thinking Ohio State was going to take care of business. I mean, they did exactly what they did, which was pummel. Yeah, they could have benched the starters after 10 minutes of the, of the game. Yeah, that game was over, that game was over in the first quarter. The one thing I will say about OSU is um, I do have some concerns about Jackson Smith and Jigba. His hamstring injury is lingering. I don't know when he's going to be back. He didn't play again on Saturday. Ohio State's defense is still playing good. Stroud looks pretty damn good. The offense looks pretty good. Ohio State's going to be very, very fucking tough to beat. Your boy, Tommy Eichenberg, is reborn under Jim Knoll. He is a fucking, he's a superstar on the defensive end now. All he needed was goddamn Kerry Combs to get out of the situation. You're talking about Mario Cristobal ruining offensive players. Kerry Combs, man, was holding some of these guys back. Tommy Eichenberg was on fire Saturday night. The dude's having an unbelievable year. Yeah, he's thriving in the new defense. The linebacker play has been sensational. I mean, I'm very, very impressed with how they've looked because that was a huge black eye last year because we didn't really know what the, what the hell was going on. And even the secondary played a little bit better this week, too, against Wisconsin. I will say one quick thing about the Badgers. And Graham Mertz, dude, that's all. I mean, come on, bro. Really? Just, and then Braylon yeah. Allen. Braylon Allen got a bunch of freaking garbage time stats. It said that he ran for 165 yards. He scored a 75-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter when the third stringers are out for Ohio State. So, of course, he finished with 165 yards. So, I mean, like, I get it. Like, But, dude, you ran for 75 yards, technically, in my eyes. Yeah, I'm down on Wisconsin, man. Bad loss to Washington State now. This and I think Jim Letter, we kind of give him too much pub because of the name. His defense was not ready to go at all. At least Notre Dame held a respectable score to Ohio State. They just got absolutely trounced. And I think the problem is when you look at the four stars of Graham Mertz, that just just get that out of your head. He's not that good. He shouldn't have been four star quarterback. Not a good fit at Wisconsin. I literally heard someone talking about this today. If he was a four star quarterback recruit, man, who the fuck? I think sometimes. This is a prime example sometimes how the ratings can be so wrong on certain players. Like, you get these four-star guys. And I've seen it at Notre Dame. You get four-star guys. You get all excited about them. And then they come to school. You're like, what the hell? This guy's not even that good. Like, the Brandon Wimbushes of the world and, um, you know, up and down the list. And so I think, you know, Graham Mertz <laughs> should have been a three-star at the, at the very most. So anyways. Matt, got anything to say about Ohio State? Look pretty damn good, no? Um... Screw Ohio State. That's all I gotta say. Uh, well, I don't know. They, they, they took care of business. How about that? Good for them. Graham Mertz blows. It is what it is. I can tell he's internally screaming, freaking out about November already right now. I can't wait for that fucking game. Um, how long has it been since you guys beat Michigan? I don't know what. Maybe a year because you guys ducked us. It was a thousand days or something. I don't know. When was the last time you guys beat us in Columbus? When I was like eight. Okay. There we go. That's all I need. What do we got? What's, what's next? All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, um, all right. Final game. It's going to be a segue into our kind of buy ourselves. Minnesota at Michigan State. 
Bank Michigan State, what a fucking embarrassing last two weeks they've had. They weren't very good at Washington. They were beyond pathetic against Minnesota. And I guess this is a little more credit to Minnesota. I mean, P.J. Fleck, man, he's done a great job with the Gophers. He's been a great hire. But Michigan State has run the ball for 79 yards in two games. Two fucking games. Goodell sucks. <laughs> Are you trying to show us something here with Goodell and the clown thing? Clown Goodell right there. Clown um, Goodell. No, Goodell. I just want the Goodell clown face, and you can just put the uh, Michigan State logo on there. Because um, <laughs> you can't look any more putrid than they have in two straight games. And um, maybe Minnesota just deserves a little more credit than we're giving them. I mean, they look good. Oh. They're 4-0. and um, I'm, happy. I'm happy because they – Made Michigan State look like shit. Fuck Michigan State. Um, they gave Mel watched... Tucker $95 million. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, pretty disturbing how last two weeks, forget about the running game, Michigan State's defense, giving up over 500 yards last two games. And they're not exactly playing like the Ohio States and Alabamas of the world. They played Washington and Minnesota, and you're giving up 1,000 yards of total offense. Yeah, that booster decided to give Mel Tucker $95 million. I think he has, he's having buyer's remorse right now a little bit. I mean, he's still a good coach, but yeah, that my money, <laughs> I'm expecting at least a competent defense, competent running game, like vintage. Like fucking vintage Michigan State teams. This is not a vintage Michigan State team other than the shitty white boy quarterback with Peyton Thorne. Tucker should be thanking Michigan for blowing that game last year because that's what he got his contract that's, for. And, you yeah, know, and the, real, the real Mel Tucker is standing up, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm selling, selling, selling on Mel Tucker right now. And um, I'm buying, uh, I'm, you know, segueing early, but I'm, I'm buying Minnesota. Right, They're the. Let's go right there. Go to buy itself. Yeah. Go right okay. itself. Yeah. So quick buy and sell for me, and then you guys can move on, and I'll get to the rest of my stuff. But uh, Minnesota is clearly the head and shoulders favorite in that weak gas division. So I'll be I'll be very shocked if they don't if they don't end up in the Big Ten title game. So Matt, you want to do buy and sell, or you want me to go? Um, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a sell here, but uh, I just need to pull up my statistics that I had. I'm gonna sell Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just. Not, not gonna, Please not go gonna piss it. you off this week, Zach. Don't you worry. You're not gonna piss me off. You're just gonna make yourself look. Dumb. I'm gonna sell UCLA four and as the worst four and team we've ever seen. But the good thing is, is they're gonna come down to earth real quick because they play Washington, Utah, and Oregon three straight weeks. Friday night, um, Washington at fucking ten thirty. That's mm, mm, mm. Friday night lights in Pasadena. Maybe more than fifteen thousand fans will show up. Proud of seven. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, obviously we give you guys give shit to Michigan because they're viewed as better than UCLA. But UCLA has beat Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, and and Colorado. They barely beat South Alabama. I said they beat Alabama on a game-winning field goal. Hmm. So yeah. That anyway. stinks. Chip Kelly. Um, I don't know what happened to that guy. He has to go so, go so, go somewhere else or go somewhere that people actually care about college football. Uh, UCLA doesn't feel like it. Um, I'm selling them. They're gonna be four and three in three weeks. 
Um, so my two cells were the two uh, teams that played in the fucking uh, Jerry Jerry World over the weekend, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Both of them are so fucking overrated beyond belief. They are. They, Arkansas is not a good football. They, I mean, not, they're not, it's not that they're not a good football team. They're not a top 10 team. And Texas A&M sure as hell is not a top 10 team. Texas A&M has massive problems. Their quarterback play, even watching Max Johnson make some of these plays, Arkansas technically should have won the game. I mean, they were up two scores in the fourth quarter, and then they freaking puked on themselves. But, like, I'm like I'm looking at A&M, and A&M has no offensive firepower. How are you going to – so, Matt, I have this question for you then. So, if you're so high on Texas A&M and you think they're such a great football team and you're, you're getting mad at me because I'm the one criticizing them, how the hell are they going to beat a team like Alabama or Tennessee that can score points? You know for a fact that Texas A&M would not beat those teams. They might have not. They play Florida in a few weeks. I don't think they're going to beat Florida. Mm-hmm. I was more just giving you shit. Um, Arkansas embarrassing though. They almost lose to Missouri State, and then they lose to Texas, uh, Texas A and M. And I don't know. Have you ever seen a field goal like that where it hits off the top of the upright like that? That was know. crazy. Well, um, I saw a butt. I saw a butt punt the following day. There's was, also yeah. you know this is also going to be another one of my cells here. Um. Can we sell playing game at Jerry's World? Like, why does there have to be a college football game there every year? It's just, well, because he went to Arkansas. It's not a good atmosphere to have a college football game. Like, Texas A&M against Arkansas should be on one of those campuses, not at Jerry's World. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I get. I guess money rules the world, but you're kind of ruining what college football is supposed to be. Like, that should be an on-campus game, but... Uh, no, but Texas I'm with A&M, you. they're gonna win the rest of the, they're gonna win the rest of their games, go to the playoffs, and beat Alabama. Repeat. Wait, 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 wait. What? Repeat that, what? Repeat just, that again. Say that one more time. Say that kidding. one more time. I had too much iced tea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, because I'll repeat it for you. You said that Texas A&M is gonna run the table. Go no, ahead. they're not. They're not. They're not really gonna run the table. No shit, because they're not. A, they're not that great of a football team. So, oh boy. I had um I had Michigan State as so obviously because they 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 got a fucking brutal schedule and yeah in the big Big Ten East I mean I, I don't really see them doing much after that I did have another sell um which was obviously I already kind of ranted about it was fucking Miami but it's not even more just like Miami on the um on the season I'm selling Miami like as Miami Hurricanes football like I talked about it their stadium their stadium atmosphere stinks. Hard Rock Stadium is not a college football atmosphere. Their players hate playing there. They hate playing um, home games there because it's a pain in the ass to get to the stadium. And not only is it a pain in the ass to get to the stadium, the team stinks. Can you imagine if you're a student at the University of Miami and you wake up at the crack of dawn, pregame all day, get on a goddamn bus or a shuttle 45 minutes down to Hard Rock Stadium and watch your fucking team get their blown, uh, blown off like – murdered by Middle Tennessee State by two touchdowns on your own home turf. I'll tell you this, if this happened at Ohio State or Michigan, that freaking coach would be getting fired the next day. Or someone would be getting fired on, on, on some end, but, you know, Miami's just not what they were anymore. I mean, it, it's just crazy to me that, like, I guess it's more of, like, a brand thing where, like, you know, like, Tennessee, even when they looked crappy, they were still getting some decent recruits that were, like, holding out hope. I... I, I but Trevor, you hit the nail on the head, man. Why would a five-star recruit go to Miami right now as a quarterback and go play there, seeing what's going on with Tyler Van Dyke right now? You see a guy who's like a pretty decent recruit go down there and get benched in the fucking third quarter against Middle Tennessee State because his team just pathetically can't keep up and and beat a and even did you see the interview with the coach on Middle Tennessee State at the end of the? Oh yeah, he he's a former FSU quarterback. Said, 
He was like, we kicked their ass. They were yeah. pathetic today. We were the better team. We wanted it more. So disgraceful. This is probably the worst loss maybe ever for the University of Miami. Yeah, they gave up 45 points at home to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, insult to injury, that coach was a former FSU quarterback, so obviously he was, he was digging that one. Um, quick, One quick buy for me, three quick sells. Bo, uh, Bo Nix, man, he heard the podcast. Ten touchdowns, one pick since the opening uh, day debacle. A great comeback on the road in Pullman last week. They pulled that one out of their ass. A lot of it had to do with Bo Nix. I think he's on track. He's on track to have a good season now, and uh, that's my buy. Uh, three quick sells. Um, so everybody was gassed that Northwestern beat, <laughs> beat Nebraska and Ireland. Since then, they've lost all their games. They just lost at home to Miami of Ohio. So I I don't think I don't think they're having that bounce back here. Everybody thought they would after yeah, you, you beat you were Nebraska. selling Northwestern? Oh, big time sell. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah. That, I mean, I don't even think it's worth the sell. I don't even think anyone. I don't think I could sell Northwestern because who the fuck is gonna buy Northwestern right now? Probably like fifty cents a share right now. <laughs> so that right that's pretty now. high value like, for it's that. Like, it's like it's like Enron stock back in like one. So um, that's one quick sell. Uh, next one. I don't know if you saw this. Had to do with Notre Dame Cal. The ACC refs like they had to suspend the ref because. He fucked up. Uh, it said Cal was offside on a field goal, and they weren't. And Notre Dame got the field goal, and that played a big part in the final score. So they had to they privately suspended the ref. Like, how come you don't even have the balls to public? Like, they I guess they issued a private apology to Cal. Like, at least come at the balls to come out and say publicly. So I'm kind of down on the ACC refs after that Bush League move. And then my last sell had to do with God, I fucking had all. Oh. So we talked about kickers, right? Missouri, I'm selling your kicker, man. Did you guys see that? 26 yards to win the game right down the pike, and the guy freaking missed it. It's like an extra point. The guy could have fucking hit that field goal. If you're a Missouri fan, man, I would have thrown my TV right out the window. You had two opportunities to win that game in Auburn, and you, you choked it both in, like, un, unfathomable of a, of a fashion. The ball going out the end zone at the end, like, oh, my God. I don't think anybody was happy with that game. If you if you won that game, I don't think you would have been happy. Because even I went, <laughs> dude. As soon as that game ended, I went right to message board genius on Twitter, and Auburn fans are having a meltdown. It was the first meltdown alert I've ever seen after a win. Yeah, I mean Auburn. That that's a shit show. That was a, that was a horribly played game. But if you're a Missouri fan, oh my god, you're absolutely stick, sick to your stomach. Your right rival Kansas is four and zero right now. You're you're just like fuck this season. Terrible. Matt, do you have any buy or sells left or no? <clears throat> One. I am going to buy Florida State. Florida State's 4-0. I get I told him last week, and I thought that you were telling me that the quarterback mm-hmm. was of the year, but apparently he's not. He's coming. He's no, he, he tore it up against shitty-ass Boston College. <laughs> I'm going to buy Florida State to at least be a respectable ACC program. They got a few good games coming up. I think they play Wake Forest, Clemson, so you'll find out how good they really are. Sell Boston College. I'm selling them two weeks in a row. Boston College is the reason college football is not good around. It's like nobody cares about it because we don't have any good fucking teams to watch. In Boston College, all the hype they had this year and they just fucking suck. Jerkovich has seven <laughs> touchdowns and five interceptions so far this season. He BC, sucks, man. Fuck you guys. No, because oh. BC is the reason that nobody watches college football around here. Fuck you guys. And I just got one quick buy. 
I am going to buy that any of these Power 5 schools that are struggling need to just throw uh, uh, back up the Binks, uh, Brinks truck to get Deion Sanders to their school. There That's you go. Um, my one of my buys was my final one was was going to be Tennessee because I, I like I I know like they're they're a top ten team like I was dating last week and you know my history with buying teams that enter the top ten they immediately just fucking choke but like the good thing for us Tennessee's on a buy this week so haha I like no that pun in, no pun intended buying <laughs> oh boy I'm selling that lame pun you have but. <laughs> I just think Tennessee's uh, offensively, they're really, really good. They got talented on their talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I just think the one thing is the standard's low when you're a Tennessee team and you have stupid games where you're almost losing at home to Army like two years ago. Whereas in like now, you're obviously you're competing with the SEC and you're you're winning games that you're supposed to. So, you know, I feel confident about them. I hope to God they don't fuck this up against LSU. And I'm not picking them to beat Alabama just yet. But what I'm saying is, is that I do think that they have the talent to hang with the team like Alabama that has shown that they are not, you know, unbeatable. I mean, and that game's going to be in Knoxville. So all they had to do is get through LSU. And I think that, you know, if they, who knows what can happen. So, um, okay. So I think that's it for picks and buy and sell. Is there any other topics you guys wanted to get into before we get into our week five picks or how do you want to do this? Let's get to the pick. I'd like to sell that I have to, Spend part of my Saturday afternoon watching Ohio State football. Well, I don't think you've ever watched college football me with a remote in my hand, man. I fucking switch around the channel. Man, I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking around. Zach, the big thirty. I'm gonna buy that. Welcome to the thirty club. Can I uh? Can I sell this Monday night football game right now? Six three in the third quarter. I'm watching. This is painful. You so quick before we get to that. I actually agree with you, Trevor. The problem with the ESPN was this. It's never been about Monday football, Monday night football matchups. It was never about who was fucking announcing the game. It's about the NFL putting these dog shit, crappy games on Monday night football. No one wants to watch the Eagles and the Redskins. Half of the fucking, they're playing what? What is it? Uh, Cowboys Giants. Half of the fucking games that are on Monday night football are NFC East battles. Like they think it like that. It's always Cowboys Giants, Redskins Eagles, Eagles Cowboys, Eagles Giants. It's like maybe the people in the, around the country don't want to watch the NFC East play. You ever think about that? That's nothing to do. With, no one wants to. No one cares if Joe Buck is on the mic or Sean McDonald is on the mic. It's these crappy matchups. The 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 uh, Giants are still living off of that fucking one-handed Odell catch from like years ago. That's why they're still on TV. They're, they're, mm. Wait, are they up or are they losing? Uh, six three Dallas. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because if the Giants win, they're going to start out 3-0. That's true. Anyway. Right, we'll go back right to college. So, all right. Get some picks in. Trevor, is your battery fully charged this week? We don't have to do rapid I, fire? I got, I got the new phone, baby. We're, we're, we're golden. Okay, awesome. All right. So, here we go. First game. Not as much as last week, but we'll still go. Um, Friday night matchup at 1030. Like you said, a sellout crowd. We're expecting in Pasadena <laughs> uh, for this game. Washington at UCLA. Over under is 65 in Washington Spirit, two and a half. Who wants to go first? Please, for the love of God, Washington, put UCLA out of their misery. I think they will. I'm going to say 45 to 10 victory. I think games like this is where uh, Kevin Warren is going to be questioning why am, I, why am I inviting UCLA into the conference? 
31-17 Washington. I think this is the game where um, Chip Kelly uh, is about to leave the field and he's greeted by Kevin Warren, like Herm Edwards style. And oh. told that he's no longer welcome to the Big Ten. Reneging the deal. He's going to be bringing Washington instead. He's uninviting them. Give me Washington 38 to 7. I think they're going to win big. Um, all right. Here we go. Saturday slate. First game Michigan at Iowa. Michigan's favored by 10. Over under is 43 in this. Matt, floor is yours. What's going on? I, th- I mean,. So we shit on Iowa, but their defense isn't terrible. I mean, they're only allowing 5.8 points a game. Obviously, they haven't played the greatest of teams. Um, it's definitely going to be their first test, though, of going uh, going to a, a tough environment to play. I mean, Iowa's definitely a tough place to play. I do think Michigan will take care of business here. I would think we're looking at a 24-9 to nine victory, the 9 being a touchdown and a safety. Those poor kids in the children's hospital don't go through enough. You have to subject them to Iowa football. Um, I'm going to say 28 to 10 Michigan, easy game. I, you know, in the past, I'd be very, very uh, not hesitant to pick Iowa in an upset just because it's so tough to uh, pick against them. But something's telling me that, you know, I was like, you know what, maybe I do go with Iowa and pick them in an upset. And then the other half is telling me, Iowa's going to go home, and Michigan's going to go on the road, and they're just going to fucking kill them. I'm going 38-17 to 17 Michigan. I think they're going to beat Iowa by three touchdowns. Um, I just – I don't have any faith in the Hawkeyes at all. So, um, All right, next game. This is going to be a – this might be – this is the beginning of some good matches this weekend. we got Kentucky going to Ole Miss. This is going to be a very, very good game. Ole Miss favorite mm. – Ole Miss's favorite six and a half. Over-under is 55. I'll get my pick out of the way first. Like Texas A&M, Texas A&M and uh, Arkansas, I think Kentucky is overrated. I am going with Old Miss at home to cover, giving them by 10. I'm going to go Old Miss 35 to 24. Give me Jackson Dyer and Old Miss 21 to 13. Both these defenses are pretty good. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but give me Old Miss 21 to 13. Sorry, Kentucky. You guys aren't going undefeated this year. Give me the bib, the knife, the fork, the wet nap for this delicious, salivating quarterback matchup between two studs. Uh, Ole Miss been flying under the rain a little bit, but they're they're a good team. I'm taking Ole Miss at home, too, 35-27. Man, I'm going to have to start my outlandish pick somewhere. You said what, 25-37? 35-27, uh, Ole Miss. 35-27, gotcha. But Jackson throwing darts. Get it? All right, so here's another team. <sighs> Oklahoma losing this fucking game last week to Kansas State is interesting now because now they got to go on the road to TCU and Sonny Dykes' team is rolling right now. OU's favored by five. Uh, over-under is 57. Um, and I don't really like it, but I'm picking Oklahoma. I don't like the pick, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Oklahoma to cover, barely. I'm going to say they win by six. So give me Oklahoma 30-24. to 24. Matt, give me Oklahoma thirty-five to seventeen. I think they're going to win this game pretty easily. Uh, they already had their stinker last week. I think they're going to sh- show up and show us that they are more a top ten team, and uh, I think they're going to handle TCU pretty easily. I do think Oklahoma writes the ship, especially on defense with Venables. Um, 
Good start for TCU, but give me Oklahoma 27-16. All right, we got another uh, juicy Big Ten West matchup. Uh, oh, Purdue, boy. Purdue at Minnesota. Um, I mean, this one's an easy one for me. I think Minnesota is by far the best team in the Big Ten West. Give me Minnesota to win at home. They cover easily. Purdue looked pretty good to start. They've kind of trended downward since. Um, I think Aiden O'Connell uh, yeah. Aiden O'Connell will keep them, you know, well in reach for a little bit, but I still think Minnesota running the ball well at home will put uh, put them in a, uh, a good position to win. So give me Minnesota to cover by 12. So I'm going to go 28 to 16 Minnesota. Minnesota has not allowed more than 10 points at any point this season. I think that trend continues. Minnesota 31, Purdue 10. Um, I do like Aiden O'Connell. He can keep the team afloat. It'll make it a little bit interesting, like Zach said, but give me the Gophers at home. Let's go uh, 27 to 20. All right, next game, we got another one. This is the end of the uh, 12 o'clock slate. Uh, Texas Tech at Kansas State. Kansas State's favorite seven and a half. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Uh, I, we can't. Praise Adrian Martinez one breath and then take well, at least I can't and then take Texas Tech. That was a good win last week, but Kate State's above Texas's weight class right now, especially with us being in Manhattan. Um, I like what Adrian Martinez is doing over there. Um, give me Texas. I mean, sorry, give me Kansas State, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Matt, Zach, how are you? I'm uh, I'm looking. Um, so. I don't feel particularly great about this one, but um, the thing that bothers me with Kansas State is that, you know, it kind of caught me by surprise that they beat Oklahoma. Um, I do think they're going to be riding high a little bit, but I'm going to go Texas Tech in an upset at Kansas State. So I'm going to go with the Red Raiders. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not, not to say anything bad about Kansas State, but for some reason that loss to Tulane just puts a sour taste in my mouth. And, you know, if they win this game, then, you know, I'll take the L on that, but... Um, I've seen Texas Tech play pretty damn well against NC State. They've beaten a Texas team that almost beat Alabama. Maybe they're a little bit better than we thought they were. I know historically they're not very good on the road, but I'm going to go. I'm, my gut's telling me Texas Tech. So I'm going to go Texas Tech um, in a close one. I'm going to go 34 to 31. Will the real Adrian Martinez please stand up? And I think he will. Um, I think Adrian Martinez, all he has, he has two t- uh, throwing touchdowns this year. A big, a big part of his game is his legs. Texas Tech has a pretty decent uh, rushing defense. I am going to take Texas Tech, thirty-one to seventeen. You're taking Texas Tech. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, all right. Next game, we got a random two o'clock game on the Pac-12 side of things. Yes, sir. Early morning action, uh, Oregon State at Utah. This game is not in Corvallis. I think Utah is trending upwards. I'm going to go Utah big. I think they're going to cover by two touchdowns. Give me Utah, let's say, 34 to 17. Great minds think alike, Zach. I agree with you. Give me the Utes, 34 to 20. Interesting. You guys are both taking Utah. Could this be where I gained some ground? 
I go for it. It's not been your friend all year. <laughs> I am going to take Oregon State. 24 to 10. Get me on the board, baby. All right. So we got the 330 slate now. Alabama at Arkansas. Alabama's favored by 15 and a half. Who wants to go first? Um, Alabama by four touchdowns. The end. Yeah, I'm kind of down on uh, Arkansas. They blew that game last week. That was a, just a couple horrible plays that went against them. I don't think they have the firepower at all to keep up anywhere close. Uh, 47 to 25, Bama, roll tight. So as much as I shit on Arkansas before, I still think that you're going to watch this game and then like the end of the first quarter into like middle of the second, you're going to be like, oh, Arkansas, they're hanging with Alabama. And it's going to be some dumb score, like seven to three, like Arkansas or seven to three Alabama. And then I think Alabama is going to figure it out and then they'll just run away in the second half. So I'm going to go Alabama 31 to uh, 14 like that so all right all right so the next game this is a stupid one but i do want to get your opinion on it Rutgers is playing ohio state um ohio state's favored by 41 do the buckeyes cover yeah that's a big number i'm gonna say barely they do not cover um let's go 40 i gotta do the math <laughs> 49 to 10, they barely don't cover. I'm not going to lie, after uh, I was originally planning on wearing a uh, Rutgers shirt to uh, the Nova Drive party, but after the performance of Rutgers so far, I can't bring myself to do that. Um, I think Ohio State's probably going to win like 63 to 7. I think Ohio State wins big, but I'm agreeing with Trevor. I, I think that it'll be somewhere around, you know, a few touchdowns. I don't know if it's going to be, like, six touchdowns or more. Um, either those, these games always kind of uh, – All I'm going to say is they let that crappy offensive Iowa score 27 points on them. Yeah, that's the one, <clears throat> that, that's, the, that's a good point. That's the one thing that does worry me. So, before I get into this one, I have a fucking bone to pick, not only with the AP voters, but I also have a bone to pick with the fucking people over in Vegas. Iowa State is going to Kansas, and Iowa State is favored three and a half on the road at Kansas. How much fucking disrespect, like, has Kansas got this year? And I get it. They've been a crapshoot program for many, many years. But if fucking Kansas was in this SEC West right now, and they were 4-0, they'd be ranked in the top fucking 10. And you know for a fact they would. Same right. soda. I don't know, man. I think you're you're kind of dying. This is the hill you're going to die on, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks. I'm not going to die on the hill. I'm going to die on the fact that, like, it just annoys me that Texas A&M is high in the, is in the top 20, and they look terrible. And then Kansas is not even ranked despite winning four games in a row to start the season and scoring more than 35 points in all of them. I mean, it's a nice, nice little story, but who have they beaten? Come on, let's let's get a little, a little real here. <laughs> I mean, they made a couple of Big Ten. Up, I mean, they a Duke team that was three and zero. I mean, what do you expect? They're not fucking. Yeah, I mean, look, they're it's not the... scheduling UConn and Colorado State for God's sakes. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is the Vegas betters know what they're doing. Give me Iowa State to cover twenty-seven to fourteen. Yeah, the bubble bursts this week slightly for Kansas. Um, Iowa State, uh, let's go Iowa State, 36 to 28. 
it's pretty crazy to me that you guys haven't watched Jalen Daniels play and like see. Yeah, I mean, look, he looks good, but Iowa State can't fucking score points. I'm sorry. If this was anyone else like Baylor or Texas or even Oklahoma for that matter, then yeah, I can see Kansas probably losing this game. Iowa State can't score. They can't score. And then here we are, like two weeks ago, you idiots were like, oh yeah, Iowa and Iowa State, they're terrible. They can't score fucking <laughs> points. And here we are, you guys are like still disrespecting a team that's 4-0. It's like, oh, give me a fucking break. Kansas is going to win this game. And Kansas is going to score more points than Iowa State is because Iowa State can't score points. I'm going Kansas 38-31. to Black, it's not too late to, to make a swap and put Kansas in as the fourth playoff team. I'm, I'll give you that. I'll give you that leeway if you want. Well, you heard me already say this before on the podcast. No one from the Big Ten is going to the playoff this year. But what I'm saying is it annoys me when teams like shitty-ass Texas A&M and shitty-ass Arkansas get <laughs> in the top part of the rankings because they're in the SEC. And they don't, they, they're not good football teams. It's just disrespectful to the rest of the country. Zach, that game at Jerry World this past weekend, like, scarred you. I can tell you're so pissed about it. <laughs> I'm pissed about that one thing, but when you lose at home to App State. Zach's been it, scarred by the SEC for life. They fucking, dude, Texas A&M scored 17 points against Miami. Middle Tennessee State went to Miami and scored 45. What does that say about A&M? Zach is selling the SEC. <laughs> I'm throwing the SEC into this right now. Next. Texas A&M. Texas A&M beat Miami 17-9. And then the following, Miami led up 45 points at home to Middle Tennessee State. How can you sit here and tell me that Texas A&M is a top 20 team? You ever the see one, those, like, um, the those font walls? Miami Hurricanes. You ever see those font walls where, like, the, the bigger, the words that talked about the most is the biggest font? Right now, Texas A&M is, like, 800 font because Zach's brought them up, like, 15 times in 10 seconds. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, all right. Anyways, we got uh, we got four more games left. Oklahoma State at Baylor. This is another good Big Twelve matchup right here. Um, I'm going with an upset here. I'm going Baylor to knock off Oklahoma State for their first loss of the year. Give me. You know what? I'm saying this right now because Matt was sitting here like, oh, dude, you don't put your fucking balls on the table, dude. I'm like, no, it's not that I don't put my balls on the table. Is I don't make shitty fucking picks like Matt does every week. Whoa, I won the picks last year, and all of a sudden, Zach has a few good picks, and I suck at picks now. Typical Michigan man. We're, we're like talking about the past, but how great he was 20 fucking years ago, and now we're in this season when you When's the last time Ohio State won a national championship? Sooner than Michigan. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. In the 20th century. Does that work? You sound like the Yankees fans now. Oh, my God. No, that's different. You're like the Yankee fans. 97? When you guys split a national championship? Okay. Anyways, what do you have to freaking pick for this game? <laughs> um, juicy 330 matchup for the, uh, for the Big 12. I am going to take the Cowboys 12-35-31. Oh, it's a tough one. I wish I could abstain from this matchup, but because I haven't had having such a hard time picking him, but I will not abstain. I will lean towards Zach's line of thinking. 38-37, to 37, Baylor wins last second field goal. So Baylor doesn't cover. They do not cover. Well, Baylor's two-and-a-half point favorites, actually. Hmm. Yeah, so they, they don't cover. Yeah. No cover. All right. Another interesting ACC matchup. 
Don't know if it's going to be played because of the hurricane. Uh, Wake Forest at Florida State. Florida State's a six-point favorite. I think that's pretty high. Um, Wake, that is high. Yeah, Wake Forest. Uh, I think Wake Forest is pretty damn good. If this game is played, I think Wake Forest is going to give Florida State a challenge. But because it's in Tallahassee, I'm going to take the Seminoles. And I think it's going to be um, a fairly uh, – Give me a field goal win for Florida State. 27 to 24, Florida State over Wake Forest. So I think if they do play this game, the conditions are going to be sloppy. So I think the 65 over under, I think it's definitely going to go under. Uh, under. In Wake Forest, I think coming off of that emotional game last week, I, I'm not sure how they put themselves together for this one. So this is I, I'm looking at a 21 to 17 Florida State victory. Yeah, it's a tough game to pick. I feel like that's, that line's kind of high. But, um, you know, DJ gets the pub. He's great. Um, Devin Larry gets the pub. He's great. I think Sam Harmon is the best quarterback in the ACC. You know, I'm riding him pretty hard right now. Um, I'm going, even if it's a sloppy condition game, I still think there's enough offense for the Wake to get it done on the road. 27-20 to 20, Wake Forest. Trevor, there's still time available to put Wake Forest in that final uh, college football spot if you want. Hey, man, I, I, I got a new ACC darling, so. I'll put my ball the, up on the table on this one again. Four o'clock matchup, Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Texas A&M stinks. <laughs> Mississippi State's going to win this game. Mississippi State's a lot better than I thought. They, pro- they for some reason, cannot beat LSU. Um, but other than the LSU game, they look pretty damn good, and they can, they, they can put up a lot of points offensively. Um, I just don't think Texas A&M can score. So I'm going to Mississippi State in an upset, 27 to 21. Uh, in Starksville. Actually, it's not an upset. Mississippi State's favored by three points, and the over/under is 46. Is it in Starksville? Yes. Hmm. What does Stingray Steve have to say about this? Where is my man? Where is he at these days? Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> you think that guy's even still alive? We could try to get him on the podcast, maybe. I don't know if he would come. I don't know if we want to associate with him either. I heard some bad things. No. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> let's keep him out of the convo for now. Um, you know, Zach, you're going to hate me. You're, I see the steam coming out of your ears. Oh. I'm doing it. I think it's going to be a gritty, gutty, offensive-less win for Jimbo Fisher, Max Johnson, and Giga Maggies. Let's go 20-17 to 17 A&M on the road. So my thing on Saturday starts at 3.30. You guys are more than welcome to come over early. So I'm very, very happy that you guys will be there for this game because I'm more excited about Texas A&M losing to Mississippi State than I am for the Ohio State game. Hey, I can, I can tell. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gotten that vibe from you this entire podcast. So. Texas A&M 24-13. Gig them, baby. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Honestly, I'm buying a Texas A&M shirt to wear this game. We'll wear the, wear the party. Good, go for it. You'll have two enemies there because my brother's going to be there and he fucking hates A&M as well. So what do you say for A&M? 24 to 17. Good. I can't wait to see them freaking pull this game too. You guys are doing the same thing you did with Spencer Rattler and I'm all here for it. It's all good. All right, final game. NC State at Clemson. Um, I know this isn't obviously getting hype. College game day is going to... Um, Clemson for this, so it's going to be interesting. Clemson's favorite six and a half. Here's my stance on it. I think Clemson's going to win big. I think Clemson 
is riding high off that win against Wake Forest. I think if DJ is like back in the zone and he plays the way he did against Wake Forest, I just don't see Clemson losing these night games at home. Very rarely does a team, especially from the ACC, go to Clemson and beat Dabo on the road at night. Um, I'm going to go Clemson big here. I'm going to give me Clemson 38-21 to 21 over NC State. Yeah, I don't think you can understand how big of a win. It's crazy to say going to Wake Forest, but that was a big win for the program. They just got their offense out of the mud. They've been stuck in the mud for almost two years. Got them out of the mud, got them going. Um, I also agree with you, Zach. I like um, Clemson comfortably in this game now that they found their mojo a little bit offensively. Uh, 35-21 over State. Dabo going to dab on him. Uh, 42-10 to 10, Clemson. Oh. All right, so that's it for the Week 5 slate. Matt, you stated earlier that you had a rant for tonight. Um, did you already state it? or I'm going to rant on customer service. and he, I'm going to sound like an old man for a second, but this is what I'm going to rant about, right? So my Verizon phone here, you know, I've needed a new one. I dropped it in the hospital. I got a line through the middle. You guys can't really see it, but there's literally a line going through the middle, right? And whenever you go online, it's just like a pain in the ass to just, like, do things online. So I don't know. I said to myself... Let's go to the Verizon store. So I go to the Verizon store, and I'm ta- trying to talk to the guy about getting a phone. And he immediately just tells me that I need to log on to my app and just do everything on my cell phone. So I just wanted to say, like, what's the point of me going into a store if you can't help me? Like, you might as well just put a sign on the so- door that says, I can't help you. You have to do everything on your phone. It's well, he gave you like- some guidance. No, the guidance for what? There's no guidance. There's no guidance. Like, I feel bad, but the guy might as well just tell me I can't help you. Like, I'm trying to ask him about switching my plan and, like, give me information. He's like, oh, you have to do that on the app. So, I'm like, what can you do for me? And then I come home, and I'm trying to talk to these Verizon specialists, and I just conveniently get disconnected because none of those fucking people know what they're fucking talking about. So, I'm selling Verizon, and I'm selling their customer service. Fuck you, Verizon. See, the good news when I went to the... And not to mention, you know what, not to mention, is when you try to fucking upgrade your phone. Not So, to upgrade your phone, like, you gotta go all these fucking bells and whistles and shit. And now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if you remember when they used to waive the $35 activation fee of almost like a pat on the ass. Now they want you to fucking pay the $35 activation fee for fucking upgrading your phone. Like, suck my fucking dick. Dude. We went to um, go get uh, Jenna's Jeep turned in for uh, a warranty call, and her service light went on, and she got a bill for $380. $30 to fix the gas cap on her Jeep, like 350 for labor. They spent like two hours on the car. Fuck <laughs> up, man. It's like... Uh, fuck customer service. Yeah. So... All right, guys, I think that's pretty much going to do it. Um, I know that we discussed probably, uh, you know, getting a blog set up. I'm going to work around with that a little bit tomorrow. Let's go. I'm ready, baby. I'm blog ready. Just so we can get some stuff. I know Trevor's been doing his due diligence as well, posting a lot on the page. Um, Like I said, if you listen to this, go on Facebook, like our page, Late to the Party. Um, We're going to be trying to get this running on every single um, social media app and, you know, be consistently giving you guys content and all that. So, um Unless you guys have anything else to add, I mean, thanks for joining in and thanks for listening. I am buying the Late to the Party podcast to the moon. To the moon. Tell the moon. Tell the moon. If I offended any of your employees, good. 
All right. Take it easy, guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Late to the Party podcast.